Welcome to the American Citizens Abroad podcast. I'm Michelle, and today I'm chatting with Tess Meyer, a consultant and the force behind the blog Sweden to Me. Welcome, Tess. Thanks for chatting with us today. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start at the beginning. Could you tell us a bit about yourself and how you ended up in Sweden? I came to Sweden five years ago, and I moved here with my partner, my fiance, who is also American. And it all started in 2016 when I came to Sweden and Scandinavia for the first time. And I was really just feeling that I wanted to move abroad someday. I wanted to live in Europe. I thought Europe and Scandinavia specifically would be a great place for me to spend a portion of my life. And I was really drawn to the values here. So I thought, let me go visit and spend two weeks kind of traveling around, see if I like the city, the environment get a sense of some of these countries. So spent two weeks in 2016, really just fell in love. It helped that it was the summer. (laughs) It was beautiful. And Sweden and Denmark, they were on display for me. And I really decided I wanted to move to Scandinavia once I finished my studies in the US. And it was at this point that I met my now partner, and we decided to move together once I finished my MBA in the US, and he was working on a video game that was launching around the same time as my graduation. So we started looking for opportunities abroad, and luckily, video games are a huge industry in Sweden, and he was able to find a job here in Malmö, Sweden, which is the very southern tip, right actually next to Copenhagen. He got a job offer and we moved here together five years ago, and it has been a great journey so far. We learned about you and your blog from an article about work burnout in the U.S. Could you speak a bit about the work culture in Sweden? What are the pros and cons? It's quite a different culture from the U.S., and I would say the pros, the positive side to the work culture in Sweden, it's very high trust. So it's not a micromanaging type of culture. There's high trust in the employees to do what you say you will do to complete your work. And there's high trust that you should be able to come and go if your job type allows for it, which mine does. So having this flexibility in when you work and having that work-life balance, I really experience in my company. And overall, it's just more relaxed in Sweden. It's less of a fast pace, less of a focus on bottom lines. And there's just this feeling that you can be a whole person. You can come to work and you can have wellness considerations that need to be included into your work. For example, being able to leave a little early for doctor's appointments or even just to go to an exercise class because that's seen as important. And there's also really high focus on your family life and Just overall, the life puzzle, I think, is easier to balance in Sweden. But there are some cons, of course, with everything. Because it is relaxed, I think it can also feel slow moving to me at times, especially when it comes to decisions and progress and the actual completion of work and tasks when you're working as a team. And a big piece of that is the Swedish consensus needing to get everyone on the same page before you make a decision. In the U.S., the hierarchy is much stronger, and you usually have those top-down decision-making that just happens, and it's just this is the decision, and we're moving forward rather than let's get everyone's opinion on the decision. And I would just say getting a job and the kind of piece before you start the work when it comes to this work culture, getting a job in Sweden is 
very, very much based on who you know. I think it's the case in the US quite a bit as well. But Sweden, I would say even more so. It's just a little bit more of a insular society just because it's so much smaller than the US. So those are some of the main pros and cons that I have experienced through my years living and working in Sweden. That's really interesting. I understand that you attended university in Sweden. Could you speak of your experience and how it compares to the US? I had a very lucky opportunity to be able to study at a university in Sweden. So I went to Lund University, which is here in the south of Sweden. And I have a master's degree from Lund University. And I have studied my master's in the US when I was doing my MBA before moving here. So I actually have a very unique perspective of being able to compare the master's in both. I did my US master's first. And I found it to be incredibly practical, very hands-on, meeting with employers, working with companies for projects. And it created a lot of opportunities to actually meet with people and make job connections. But there was also so much pressure. It was incredibly fast-paced. I was taking five classes a quarter at one point. And that was just standard. That was not anything I was choosing to do. That was just normal for my program. And it was just very GPA focused in general in the US. The master's in Sweden, I need to like preface everything I say because it was my second master's. I did have a lot less pressure that I was putting on myself as well. I really felt like I had already picked this educational box and I really was going to do this master's program so I could meet with employers and integrate myself more into the Swedish society. So I went in with a little bit of a different end goal than I did with my MBA in the US. And I think that's important just to highlight. But I found the Swedish master's program to be much more theoretical, much more about research based and articles, but it was also a much slower pace. We had two classes a quarter instead of four or five, like I had in the US. It was maybe one team project that was a presentation and a paper, one midterm and one final. But the grading system that I was a part of at my master's was very relaxed. An A was anything from an 85% or higher. And my MBA back in the US was 92% or higher for an A with some of my teachers. So it was a very, very different rigor and a very different set of scales that I was put upon. But overall, they were both really positive experiences. And of course, the price was incredibly different. My master's in the US was tens of thousands of dollars for a two-year program. And my master's in Sweden was a one-year program, but completely free for me. So I just needed to pay for textbooks, anything that the library didn't have that I couldn't borrow. And it was incredibly, incredibly affordable. And I was able to do that just because I was a resident living in Sweden. Scandinavian countries often rank high as some of the happiest places in the world to live. Why do you think that is? For me, it's the safety net is so close. If you fall, you don't fall far. And I think in the US, we just lack this safety net. One piece of that safety net is healthcare. In Sweden, it's free, it's accessible, it's maybe not as easy to get in to meet with a doctor to get help on this or that as you would in the US. Maybe things are a little bit slower. 
But I have also found that when you need care, the Swedish government and the Swedish healthcare is really there for you super, super quickly and in a good way. So having healthcare free and accessible is really a key component, I think, of the safety net that allows people to be happy because you're not stressed. You're not stressed about if I leave my job, then I lose my health insurance. And then what happens if I get kidney stones or if anything happens and you just don't have to make your decisions with that being a factor, your health care is always covered. And I think it's the same with education because the education is free. You are able to study what is interesting. Then you can make decisions with your happiness at the forefront. So this is interesting to me so that I will study that just purely because I want to, rather than the pressure that we could feel in the U.S. of, I need to study this because it will allow me to get a good job and to pay off these student loans and to be able to afford my life with this incredibly high housing costs and all of these different pieces that we face in the U.S. So the freedom to make choices based on what you really want, I think, allows you to feel happy in this country. The last piece I would say is that success is just defined differently in Sweden compared to the U.S. The U.S., there's so much linked to your salary and to what car you drive and to your zip code. And those pieces are what define success. And the same with this pressure to work tons of hours and to stay late and to promote, promote, promote and go, go, go. And Sweden's success is much more about the simple pleasures and about family life and not just having one piece and one aspect of your life completely take over all of the other important pieces of your life. I think those pieces of the safety net and just defining success differently are some of the reasons why people here are able to be happy. And what do you love about Sweden? Also, what are some of the difficulties of living there? The things I love, I just mentioned, focus on simple pleasures. And that really, for me, has been one of the things I have come to love so much about Sweden that was quite unexpected in many ways as well. For me, the simple pleasures, for example, is the Swedish concept of fika. And fika is like going out for a coffee and maybe a sweet little bun, like a cinnamon bun or something. You meet with a friend, you can go on a walk, you can just sit and talk together and just enjoying like the small little moment of, of life or going out for a walk or being in the forest or picking strawberries in the summer. These little simple pleasures that you just can feel gratitude for and just revel in are really a cornerstone of the Swedish life. And I really appreciate that. Another thing that I love is the pace of life here in Sweden. It's just slower. There's just not as much pressure to do everything and to fill your day every single moment. And also, I'm kind of random to say, but when you're here, you see it very clearly. The city planning is really something I love. The way that they have laid out the cities, everything is so accessible. There's public transportation everywhere. There's a very strong biking culture here. So you're really just able to get around very easily and safely. And those are things that I really love about living in Sweden. Some of the difficulties I would say 
getting into the system was difficult. Even coming here with a visa and having support and being legally allowed to come into Sweden, even still getting into the Swedish system, getting my Swedish social security number, a bank account. We have something called bank ID here, which you use to validate your purchases or to log into the healthcare system, to log into your bank account. You need bank ID. It took me three months of living here to fully get into the system. And compared to some other of the European countries, for example, Italy, I have heard that this is not so bad. But as an American where we're used to things happening very fast and we're used to instant gratification, three months and just waiting and feeling like I couldn't really interact with the society or access money or anything like that was quite difficult. Another thing is learning Swedish. Because everyone speaks English, it's very easy to get by here without knowing Swedish. And that's a huge benefit. And that's definitely one of the reasons why I was interested in Sweden, for example, as a country. But at the same time, you really have to force yourself into learning Swedish rather than the country pushing you and forcing you into learning that language like you would if you lived in France or if you lived in Spain or Italy, for example, where you're forced to learn the language because the English fluency isn't quite as high. But in Sweden, it's so high that learning Swedish can actually be challenging if you really don't push yourself to do it. And just in general, not specific to Sweden at all, I would say it is just tough navigating foreign systems like the healthcare system. How do I file taxes for the first time? How do I make a doctor's appointment for the first time? How do I open a bank account or buy an apartment? No matter where you go when you're doing this in a foreign country, I do think it is quite difficult. It's a difficulty to be aware of anytime you're moving abroad. What has surprised you most about life in Sweden? I've been surprised with how much we've enjoyed living here. I mean, we didn't move here, of course, thinking, oh, we won't like it. But my partner and I did move here thinking maybe this will be two years, maybe this will be forever. We really didn't know, but we thought that we would give it a try. We were just open to it, but we have really loved living in Sweden so much. And I think a piece of why we have loved it is the quality of our friendships in Sweden and specifically friendships with Swedes have also been very surprising and have helped contribute to our enjoyment of our life here. We had heard that Swedes were very reserved, especially compared to overly friendly Americans. We were told that basically don't expect to become friends with Swedes, don't expect to get invited to things and to integrate into Swedish friendships. It has not been our experience. We've had really high quality friendships here with Swedes included. And that has been surprising just based on what we were warned against before moving here. And the other thing is the darkness. We were warned as well about the darkness in the wintertime, even in southern Sweden, where it's, of course, not as close to the North Pole, for example. It's more bright here. Even in the darkest points of the year, the sun rises in the morning at like nine in the morning and the sun will set at like three thirty, four in the afternoon. It's a lot of darkness. It's a very low period of daylight hours. We were told this is horrible. Coming from Los Angeles, where I was born and raised, everyone has said, how could you do this? How are you going to cope? 
but it hasn't been horrible. And really, I found that it's a mindset of just enjoying the coziness and being home and really leaning into the darkness and leaning into your hobbies that can relate to that time of the year, like reading or writing. For me, that's a good time to work on my blog, Sweden and Me, as you mentioned, and just being home and being cozy or cooking a long meal and just enjoying it with some friends while it's dark and gloomy outside. So those have been some of the pieces that have really surprised me in the five years that I've lived here. And do you have any insider tips about Sweden that we most likely wouldn't find in a tourist book article or blog? It's a good question. It's so tough because I guess it all depends on what you have seen and come across. I would say that an insider tip as an American living in Sweden is to use your Americanness to your advantage. So what I mean by that is because Americans have a reputation of being so friendly and gregarious and outgoing, use that to your advantage here to go up to someone and to start a conversation or to reach out online, use it for networking and job searching and just making friends in general because we as Americans can get away with it in a way that other cultures, particularly Swedes, maybe cannot, because it's just seen as like, oh, yeah, Tess, she's American. Of course, she's going up to that random stranger that she hasn't met at the office and striking up a conversation. So that would be an insider tip. You have to be outgoing when you move to a new place in order to integrate yourself into that society. And if you're American, use it to your advantage as much as you can. How has living in Sweden changed you? I was reflecting on this question a little bit. And really, I think that it has changed my ambitions. In the US, I really was like, I want to be a CEO. I want to start my own company. I mean, I was just really like, so ambitious, but only mainly in this career aspect of my life, kind of looking at this one pillar, I saw the career pillar as the one I was going to work on and decorate and expand and just make so strong. And now I really find that my ambitions are more about balancing out all of the pillars of my life together. So work being one of them, but family and my friendships and my relationship with my partner and my health and wellness and my hobbies and, you know, my own personal growth and development. These are all different pillars of my life that I want to spend time focused on and dedicated to. So I would really say that my ambition has changed to being more focused on this balance. And I have gone from being someone who's like, I want to start my own company and work a ton of hours and be so dedicated and now feeling more like, oh, actually working part time sounds amazing. <laughs> I don't do it yet. I'm not quite quite there. But I actually can like really see the appeal to working part time, but having this time off in the middle of the day as well to be able to go to a yoga class or meet with a friend or work on my writing, these other things that I have a lot of high passion for. That has been an interesting shift and one that I didn't really expect to happen. And it's not at all to say that living in Sweden or working here doesn't make you hardworking. And it's not at all to say Swedes aren't ambitious, but it's just a different focus and a different prioritization compared to the U.S. 
as I have seen it and as I have experienced it. And I have really appreciated this change in my life and finding myself to be more balanced and just rounded person has been a real blessing and something that I appreciate. And I'm thankful for Sweden for helping me discover. What is the American expat community in Sweden like? Who's it composed of? The American expat community, I think, is quite large, much larger than I expected when I first moved out here. We have a good amount of American friends and we've come across them quite organically based on other networks that we're part of or working together. I would definitely say that the Americans that I have seen and come across are quite a technical talent profile. In Sweden, there's really a high amount of technical recruiting. So programmers and game development, pieces like that. If you have that background, you are going to have an an easier time getting a job in Sweden compared to some of the other non-technical backgrounds. And of course, that's my perspective. And I think it's definitely skewed by the fact that my partner works in video game development. So that's what I'm exposed to through his network. I myself work in consulting. I would definitely say that most of our American friends and networks that we have is quite technical. I would also say that the Americans that we have come across in Sweden are quite liberal. And so are we. There's no judgment there. Definitely a very, very liberal expat population and people that have felt that they want to move to Sweden because of the values of the society here and maybe also some disagreement with the politics and the current landscape that we're seeing back in the U.S. And there's this technical piece and also this very liberal American kind of network out here. And what are some common issues or problems that Americans in Sweden face? I would say finding a job is definitely a very big challenge here, one that I also myself experienced. We moved to Sweden, my partner and I, he had his job secured. I was sponsored through his work visa as his domestic partner. And coming here, I didn't even need to find a visa. I was already sponsored. But for other Americans who come here, you have to have a visa. So you can travel to Sweden for the first 90 days on your tourist visa. But after that, you need to have a more permanent visa, like a work visa or a student visa. If you come as a student, you can stay for your studies plus one year after your studies. But then trying to find work during that one year after you've graduated is super challenging. The visa issue is a challenge. It becomes a a problem that Americans face. For me, even having the visa settled, it still took two years of very actively job searching In Sweden, for me to find work, I had a master's and a bachelor's degree from the U.S. I had work experience from the U.S. I'm obviously a native English speaker. I wasn't a bad profile, you know, searching for jobs that were in my field. And it was still quite challenging because I didn't really have that Swedish network. So really networking and trying to find people who can advocate for you can really help. And for me, it definitely definitely was a benefit to go back to school and to study at a university here. But obviously, it's not an option that everyone will be able to take advantage of. I would also say the darkness is a challenge for many expats who come here. So it's something to be aware of. And if you are high 
highly sensitive to sunlight and lack of sunlight, I would definitely recommend traveling out here for a week or two in the winter period to give it a test before you move, a little try before you buy, because the darkness really isn't for everyone. And we have multiple expat friends who have moved here and then have actually left Sweden a year or two later because the darkness was too intense for them. As I mentioned before, the Swedish friendships, it can be a difficulty, especially if you're more on the introverted side. So you really do need to push yourself to go out and experience life here and try to make friends and to go up to someone and strike up a conversation. What tips would you give to someone who's thinking about moving to Sweden? Save money before you come. Save as much money as you can, especially if you're coming as a couple and only one person has a job. Like I said, my experience was it took two years. So it really helped that my partner and I had saved money before coming to Sweden. So we had a little bit of a nest egg to fall back on. And if you are coming as a couple, make sure that at least one person has a job. It's really a lot of pressure to come here as two people that don't have a job, both in the couple. I would say if you're coming here to network before moving, don't come in the summer because everyone is off in the summer and they go to their Swedish cabins and they will not be in the city. They will not be working. They will not be checking LinkedIn and their email. So don't network in the summer. And just generally be open to the culture, be open to different ways of thinking, embrace the seasons. And as I said before, just Use your Americanness to work to your advantage and to help you as much as possible with networking and meeting people. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? If you are thinking of moving abroad, if you feel that this is something you want for your life, go for it. Try it out. Nothing in life is permanent. You don't have to move and live there forever. You don't have to become a citizen. Just try it out. I am so glad that I followed this instinct that I had way back in 2016. And I truly feel that I'm a better person for having lived abroad. I'm more cultured. I'm more open to new things. I'm less to judge. It's been just an amazing experience, one that I've been so happy to experience with my partner. And I feel it's made our relationship stronger. I feel it's made my values more clear as a person. So I would definitely say it takes work, but it is so worth it. And if it's something you are considering, definitely don't just put it aside, give it a try and see how you can make it happen, at least to test it out for a little bit. For me, it's been completely worth it. Thanks, Tess, for chatting with us today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. The American Citizens Abroad podcast is a monthly podcast that is published the second Tuesday of each month. It is edited and produced by me, Michelle, and is a product of American Citizens Abroad. You can find us on Twitter at ACA underscore podcast, on Facebook at American Citizens Abroad podcast, or you can email us at podcast at americansabroad.org. Remember, give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts so other Americans living abroad can find us.